Welcome to the Beyond Birth Podcast. Join us each week as we take the conversation of motherhood beyond birth. I'm your co-host, Liz Winters, a nutritional therapy practitioner, certified pre- and postnatal coach, BirthFit Regional Director, and Mama. I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Jenny Anderson, Mama, Doula, and fellow BirthFit Regional Director. Our hope is to inspire, educate, and empower women as they navigate pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood with evidence-based guidance, informative interviews, and entertaining anecdotes from our perspectives as moms, entrepreneurs, and birth professionals. While you're listening, please keep in mind that the information on this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's dive in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's just start that over because I just spent the last 15 minutes looking for my headphones. (laughs) I particularly like that you spent 15 minutes as opposed to giving me permission to record. Some would say that I am sensitive to those sort of things. Oh, I would have let you record. I'm totally messing with you. It's totally fine. I'm just laughing. No, but I am kind of a control freak. That's right. It takes a lot for me to relinquish my responsibilities. You just, we both know that it would probably take us twice as long to figure out a way to get it from my computer to your computer. And so it was well worth the hunt for pair of headphones you had to find anyways. Right? Well, like, where did all my headphones go? I just, my we daughter is that. Yeah, it's Edie. Yeah. She has, I'm sitting in the playroom right now because this is my new recording studio. Mm-hmm. And she has no fewer than four backpacks in here, all filled with random stuff from around the house. I found one pocket full of flashlights. Oh. So now we know if the power goes out, where to go. Or she's going on some sort of adventure. Uh, yeah, she plans those frequently. She came into our room the other morning and announced that, Mom, I packed up my stuff. I'm going to Bop's house for a sleepover. Who's Bop? Oh, Bop is, that's what she calls my grandparents, or my oh. parents. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically every morning we wake up, Mac asks me, can I have a sleepover at Bob's house? Really? <laughs> you haven't even opened your eyes yet. <laughs> right. You just want to keep sleeping? That's fine. You can keep sleeping here. Pretend you're at Baba's house. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, the, the um, favoritism is real. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. They do that. That's good. At least we're on the same page. Okay. So I had to sit here, like, literally pinching my lip shut for the past <laughs> umpteen minutes <laughs> because I couldn't ask you anything because I haven't talked to you in forever. I know. Y'all think we were just take a hi- taking a hiatus from the show. We were taking a hiatus from each other not in a bad way no not at all just because in a life way i just it just all of a sudden happened just kind of snowballed oh my gosh so what am i staring at right now on your arm (gasps) this is my new tattoo i love it so for everyone who can't see it it's um right now it's black and white outline on her Mm. left uh shoulder to upper arm yes a little half sleeve yeah sure sure Shoulder yeah. cap? I don't know. We couldn't decide what to call it. Yeah. And so it has um, Elliot blueberries and marigolds, which are the flower from his birth month. And then in the Dio de los Muertos tradition, um, they put out marigolds uh, because they're a bright flower to, so that the dead can always find their way home. Yeah. Hey, something so. I learned from Disney's movie Coco. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um flash not a flashback a a um 
calling it out, using a lot of hands right now, which is always helpful. I love people. it when you use the hands. Um, but, but maybe an upcoming episode, we can hear a little bit more about that and about yeah. that. That'd be great. Yeah, love most that. definitely. So what have you been up to? Oh my God, all the things. Because we haven't recorded since July. Two months. Yeah. Two months. Three now. Because we're recording this today. It's the first of October. Yep. And it'll come out. Well, I'm going to make this episode come out on Thursday. So look at us go. Happy. Yeah, we are. Got it. Getting real um, caught up. We're getting real caught up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I think when we left off, I was getting ready to go on vacation and we did it. We went on vacation. <laughs> so we went on our big trip to- Tell me all about it. Cause you know, we go at the end of this month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Disneyland. I didn't know that. Yes. I don't remember that. Oh it's my fine. gosh. Okay. Yeah. So we went to Disneyland and it was amazing. And we spent three days floating around between the Disneyland park and California adventure and had a great time. Um, Edith had a blast and we were so worried that like she wasn't going to be old enough or tall enough. And like, it just really worked out perfectly. Like we'd come home mid afternoon and like take a nap when it got really, really hot or like go hang out by the pool and then go back in the evening and stay until late. And, um, it was just so, it was so magical and so relaxing. And I think that was something that like all three of us really, really needed because it's just been a really kind of intense year. So just having that time just to hang out together. Um, and I think those trips can be really stressful, but I, we managed to make it just really fun and easy. So what was like like a triumph you did that maybe myself or somebody else needs to take note of like a, like a what that we did triumph, a triumph, triumph. Um, Oh, that's a good question. Um, I just, well, I guess like some of the smart things that we did when we went to the park is that we, um, rented the stroller and rented the, um, locker. Mm -hmm. Those are 100% worth it. Mm -hmm. And, um, because the first day we had Edith walk or we carried her, and according to my watch, we walked eight and a half miles that day. So <laughs> okay, that sounds horrible. I know she, she did great, but the next day we got, we had the stroller for the next two days and it made such a big difference just in how quickly we were able to get places, her stamina, yeah. um, our sweat factor. Holding things. Yeah. No. And so we like packed snacks. We ate really easy breakfast every morning. We made our own lunch. So we ended up going out for one meal a day. And I think that saved us a lot of money. Yeah. Did you guys drive or fly? We flew. You flew. Yeah. So I paired it on, I tacked it onto the end of a business trip. Um, That's right. Yeah. So I was down there for my final mastermind meeting, like retreat. And that Mm -hmm. was really fun. Um, Mm -hmm. I got to present like some of the next projects that are coming up and get feedback. And it was kind of our last hurrah before we all go our separate ways, though we're not really separated because you can't work with somebody for eight months and then say, okay, bye, see ya. Right. And did you guys stay at a hotel, like a Disney-specific hotel or a... No. Ooh, so we booked through Costco Vacations. Highly, highly recommend this. Costco sponsors our... our um... <laughs> I wish. Hashtag ad a uh, wish. Um, this was like the smartest thing that we've ever done because we knew we wanted to stay... Like, so here's the deal. I am thrifty. <laughs> it's my nice way of putting it. Girl, after my own heart. I will... If I book an Airbnb 
This is why I always book shitty Airbnbs because I always sort them by price first. And I was like, 59 bucks a night. That sounds great. And then you're like, why is this place falling apart? Oh, okay. You get what you pay for. So Shane, when we were entertaining this like vacation idea, we're like, he's like, can we please stay in a, like a nice hotel? (laughs) So we were looking at places and we were thinking about renting an Airbnb. Like originally our trip to California was just going to be a trip to California. We were going to rent an Airbnb, stay by the beach and chill out. And then realized that doing that in Southern California will cost us like 600 bucks a night. And it's like impossible. So it's like, if we're going to spend this much money, we might as well go to Disneyland. Totally. Oh shit. So we looked at Costco vacations and ended up staying at the Fairfield Marriott, which is literally right outside the park. You can see the fireworks show from the hotel. Um, and the space was great. It was probably like a mid-level hotel. So it wasn't like super cheap, but it wasn't like by any means top of top tier. So it made it really like easy for us. And so we had a double queen room that had two, uh, a set of bunk beds in the room, which Edith thought was the coolest thing. So fun. And then the bathroom there was literally the size of our bedroom at home. So <laughs> I don't understand this. So like two showers and a bathtub. Like it was ridiculous. There's two showers. There was two showers. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Like throw her in the bathtub, let her play while I take a shower. Like this <gasps> is awesome. Um, yeah. So like the whole space was wonderful and we did the math. Like if we had just booked the hotel and booked Disney separately out of Costco, it would have cost us like almost $3,000 more than it did. What? Isn't that insane? What? Yeah. So we were in the hotel for five, five nights. I, I mean, yeah. Five nights in the hotel and three days in Disney park, park hopping. Cause you have to pay for Edie now. Cause she's old enough. Damn it, kid. Um, Asshole. and then it came with like a Disneyland voucher for 150 bucks to like get some souvenirs or whatever. And then discounts on food and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it cost us like $2,800. Wow. Right. Well, you know, we're going to end of this month and I haven't planned anything yet. Costco. Costco. Costco it is. Costco yeah. it is. Wow. Well, that yeah. sounds awesome. It was really, it was a good adventure. Yeah. And then the rest of the time has just been like working my ass off, trying to get my new program out, which launches, well, today's the first. Uh, it launches in nine days. It's cool. It's fine. It'll be great. Are you ready? Um. Yeah, I am. I'm emotionally I'm definitely ready for this to be out in the world um and for those who don't follow on social media this is the um, infant loss program that I've been working on for the last several months so it's a postpartum recovery program specific for moms who've experienced loss mm-hmm. um and I've been like basically pouring my heart and soul into it and it's been really um hmm. <laughs> a lot of things like bringing val- up a lot of things. Yeah. It's bringing up a lot of things and it's been validating and humbling and rewarding and all of the things just, I mean, it's just such a mix and some, some days are harder than other to work on it and other days that like feels really good. And, um, I'm just excited for it to be out in the world so it can not just be an idea in my head and actually start helping some people navigate this shit storm. Yeah. And and you're really brave for doing it because, you know, we can all kind of like dip our toe into the things that bring up really difficult 
challenging feelings and thoughts and memories and to follow through with it though and to keep coming back to it and keep working through those roadblocks you might have on a given day or those days you don't feel like doing it I just think is a really brave path that you set yourself down and I think that regardless of um whether it ended up exactly how you originally envisioned it like just to have that bravery to go down that path and to just see this journey through wherever it might take you is really awesome like I'm so impressed with you I just feel like I didn't really have a choice like like for me not from external pressure but for me it was like no like I I need to do this because I know I know we're going to talk about um Elliot and my last story in an upcoming episode but I just, that whole postpartum time, I was so pissed because there literally is nothing out there. Like you look at any of the major organizations that are supporting women through motherhood and they don't have a postpartum loss program. They don't talk about loss and they might talk about loss from like an emotional and mental health standpoint, which is so incredibly important. But somebody out there needs to be acknowledging the fact that like your body has gone through substantial physical changes and you need the care and attention and support that any other person who has given birth, be it at 16 weeks or for me, 39 weeks deserves. Um, and it's just, it was so frustrating from my own experience that I was like, well, guess what? I'm a trainer and I'm a nutritionist and I understand what the fuck is going on here. So how about I write this program? And so I didn't know better. Yeah. So that's been like my focus for the last, I don't know, forever since we've been chatting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's been really, it's been really, it's really, it's not fun to write. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, like, this is so fun. Um, it's been You're really putting your soul out there though. So it's just a yeah. piece of your soul and souls are complicated and have yeah. a lot of different layers and a lot of different angles and are light and dark and it, it's beautiful. You've done a really beautiful thing. Oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> What's been happening with you? Well, I've had a rough summer and I, it's so hard because I'm, an open book, but at the same time, like I have to be really, um, respectful. I don't know. Like, you know, you can't just be like, tell everybody everything. Right. Um, so I've struggled with a lot of different things this summer that have come up within my family, um, with people in my family and trying to be there for them and also be there for myself. And it's really, um, really forced me to like, evaluate how I show up in the world and evaluate who I'm placing like quote unquote blame on. Like if I, if I do something and and I'm in the back of my head thinking, well, it's not my fault. It's because A, B or C or this happened to me or so-and-so like did this and I couldn't do that. And it, it's, it really made me start kind of like hearing those comments and those words in my own head. And that had to take a little bit of painful journey to discover that and work through that. So, um, I think the past two months since we've talked have been a lot of um, me really trying to be really intentional. And even though I say that, I feel like I am not like a not naturally intentional person. And I don't mean like intentional with my words, but I kind of feel like sometimes I get really comfortable in routines and really comfortable in telling myself it's okay when maybe it's not okay. And so this has been like, a less is more journey 
Like there's some days where I'm like, I don't even know what I did today, but I know what I did today. Like, I don't know what else I could have fit in the day or what else I could have like, was this enough? Am I enough? But it was like, but I did these three things and I feel good about them. And that is, has been a different approach to what I've done in the past. And so like a lot of planning, as weird as that sounds. So like, I need a plan for the Disneyland trip. <laughs> I've already started like kind of well, we do, I'm trying to do this like whole financial planning overhaul in my house because fuck money. Fuck money. Fuck money. Um, it's hard, man. Money's hard. It really is. Real hard. So trying to kind of figure out a way where it doesn't rule our world and put anything in between us. And my husband and I have had a kind of a rough summer together and, you know, people are flawed. People are flawed human beings and I still love him so much, but he's definitely, definitely like been a source of a lot of my struggle this summer and he knows it and we still go to therapy and we are still working through it. But there's been times where I feel like I'm the only one in this marriage. (laughs) And that's another reason that I got real intentional because I didn't want to be blaming my journey on him or what he was keeping me from or all these things. And so it was kind of like trying to find this way of, existing that was Jenny but that was still loving Fred married to Fred wanting to be married to Fred and like so many weird little questions like that you know not that I don't I don't think we're headed for divorce or anything like that but we definitely like I don't know I think I got into the routine a little bit too easily and didn't realize that like the routine wasn't good for either one of us right I think that's so hard not to like I don't say lose yourself in your partnership but like I think that happens when we parent too. It's like you become just sole caregivers of this tiny human and it's really easy to lose sight of who you are independent of this marriage or this parenting role because it's not like you just become a parent and you lose everything else about yourself. You're just, your identity gets more complex. Your role in the world gets more complex mm-hmm. and that's not bad, but it's like you said, we especially in times of high stress can fall into these really comfortable patterns just because we're in survival mode. Right. Right. And so I love that you're finding this like intention in in, like just being present to what is actually going on. Maybe not even passing judgment on what's happening. It's just like, Oh, I did these three things today when before you may have not noticed those three things. Right. And I think that like you said about being in survival mode, when I look back on my journey and motherhood and the losses and the stressful pregnancies, I think I've been in survival mode for five years, basically. And how unhealthy that must have been for my body and my marriage and me as an individual. And like you said, though, like when you become a parent, not only are you, are you trying not to quote unquote lose yourself, but like there are times where I would have loved to have screamed my head off at Fred and like just cussed and raged and stomped out. But then I'm like, I can't. <laughs> right here and I gotta go make some dinner and so you're just trying to like give the, your husband that smile but you're like okay and as, so as much as they um they really they are really forced me to live my life differently whereas maybe in the past I would have raged a little bit more and like been really dramatic they really forced me to kind of tone it in and on the other hand they also really really forced me to look at myself as I hope they someday look at themselves. Mm. And when sometimes that means like 
calling my husband out on shit, like drawing a line that I didn't think I would ever need to draw, but being like, but actually my daughter should draw this line. So I'm going to go ahead and draw this line or, you know, no, I'm not okay with that. Cause I don't think my daughter should be okay with that. And like, I don't know if that reflects that I'm a weak person because I am using my daughters in that way, not using them. You know what I mean? Like it took having children to think about myself that way. Or if I'm just, um, lucky (laughs) to have that sort of perspective, but that's having the kids has been really impactful on this journey this summer. Yeah. For sure. I believe it. And they're so freaking great. Like sometimes I'll lose my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I'll look at Mac and be like, I'm sorry, mom just, mom just got a, I shouldn't have responded that way. I, I should have taken a deep breath first and relaxed. And she'll look at me and go, that's okay. I still love you. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks Mac. But she's so good. She'll be like, oh mom, God that's God bless okay. her self-awareness. So great. So great. So, um, so my my activity list has been pretty short this summer, but my personal growth has been um, center, center, center stage. And so I wouldn't even say that, like my personal growth has been so great. I've grown so much. Like, I don't actually know if I've moved ahead an inch, but it's been center stage and that feels uh, right. Feels better than being a routine. Totally. Well, I mean, I'll say this to you again. And I always said it to you because you and I have chatted exactly one time since we one stopped time. recording, which is unacceptable. But in talking to you last time and this time, I will say that like, you just seem a lot more like centered and grounded and just like in your self, in your being. And mm-hmm. I think that that's an incredible thing to be able to, especially, you know, knowing what's been happening, like to be able to do in a short two month time frame, right. To be able to like settle into this, like, you know what? fuck this noise. I deserve more than this. Yeah. So here's yeah. how we're going to make it. Ha- I'm making it happen and not just like assigning blame on another person. Cause I think that is, that's huge right there. It's really hard. And, and to all the other women out there, like that, I know like nobody's married to the perfect man. And if you say you are okay, like, no, I won't <laughs> tell you you're not, but I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't, I don't believe it. Um, like people are complex. People, people are, are complex. complex. I love Fred, but I don't know that that love means that he's a perfect partner for me in my entire journey in life. And like what we just always talk about is like not getting to the point where there's ever any resentment and where we've pulled something away from each other. And, and just these various factors that like make it incredibly difficult to, like you said, just hash like past blame. Well, it's hundred percent on Fred. Right. No, it's not. And you don't know all the parts about Fred that I know and all the parts that just make him wonderfully complex and beautiful and totally and special. And so even if I were to tell you, even if I were to tell you the whole story of everything that was ever Fred and Jenny and <laughs> laid it in front of you, like you were going to be the judge and you were going to say like, well, this is where you went wrong and he went wrong. It still would fail to understand and fully encompass everything that is our relationship. And so I think inevitably when you're in a marriage, you are isolated because you can't ever impart on anybody that you're asking for, for advice or understanding or a shoulder to lean on. You can't ever explain everything to them. And so you're by nature, it's just the two of you. And then when the two of you don't feel great, it's the you. Right. Cause even if you explain it to like your best friend or your like therapist or something like it, like you said, they aren't going to get the whole thing. Right. Like God bless Shane, but he fucks up too. You know, like, <laughs> the 
statement. So perfect. (laughs) Right. And it's just like, you want to like vent about it, but then you're like, well, I don't want people to like get a bad like idea of them. Cause right. Cause people are complex. Everyone has a story and a past and like what informs how they act in their present future. Mm-hmm. which and makes relationships t- really hard, <laughs> really hard. And the more time and the more experiences we share with our spouses, like children, like losses, mm-hmm. the more there's just so many layers that you can't simplify into one sentence of like, well, he left his laundry on the floor. <laughs> Not all of it. <laughs> Goddamn <know>. socks. <laughs> so that, yeah, like that, that, um, and I think that that's also what makes relationships beautiful in the end. Yeah. That they see something beyond the sum of its parts. Totally. Absolutely. You, just like you see in them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm allowed to fucking hate my husband, but also be the person who loves him the most. Totally. I wouldn't say I fucking hate him, by the way. That might be a little much. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at moments. Oh, yeah. So I'm mad at you right now. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and being that it's October 1st, I'm going to jump into like happy mode just because I'm thinking about it right now. Yes. Is I love Halloween. It is getting up there with uh, Christmas for me as like favorite holiday. Oh man. Okay. So, yeah. We are getting hot into the Halloween decorations and baking and love it. Had a grace the other day on purpose and I loved it. <laughs> I almost spit my tea everywhere yeah, I right it. now. I hid, behind the, I hid behind a cabinet in our house and then she went walking by and I, I was on my hands and knees and I went, wow, came out at her and she oh, like sideways and was like, <laughs> but I she laughed because we've been kind of scaring them since they were born so she doesn't right. like, what are you guys going to be for halloween we have a group costume theme yes I'm on. what is uh-huh. it oh my gosh tell me i mean can i leave it a little bit more for a surprise maybe i'll drop Ugh, fine i'll drop okay so the hint on this episode is that it has um what will be my hint this episode hmm. it's it's a disney themed okay there's a disney piece to this tune in next week for the next clue. Mm-hmm. So I think next week is an interview with somebody else. So never mind. Tune into the following week. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe the following week I'll drop two clues just to oh, be fair. Two clues. Look at that. Mm-hmm. 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 And Gracie turns two soon. Oh, oh my gosh. When is her birthday? October 20th, 1020. 1020. Happy and birthday, true Jenny, Gracie. I want to scare Grace and I like Halloween fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was induced and oh, mm-hmm. um, for two reasons. One is for the the um, blood clotting disorder, you oh, know, right. also because I was starting to get a little panicky. Yeah. And um, uh, so, uh, so October 20th landed on a Friday mm-hmm. and the week before it was Friday the 13th. And so I tried desperately to convince my OB to induce me at week 38. <laughs> so she'd be born on Friday the 13th. Oh my God. I love that. Oh, harassed him via text message. What if I yeah. just come in? How much castor oil? What? How much castor oil? Don't do it. Oh, I was completely joking with them. I was just trying to mess with them. There's so much poop. Not gonna do it. I know. So, uh, my girl. So were you? You were 39 weeks when you had her. 386. 386. 386. Yeah. Love it. Set hike. <laughs> I love fall too. I love love it. Fall it baking. Fun. It's Although- so freaking cold in Portland right now. So we had snow. We have snow. We you have snow? snow. Yes. It's been Shit. snowing. Okay. Well, I'm not driving to you now. You have to drive to me. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I'm coming to you girl, which actually reminds me that, um, I try really hard for all the kids to buy them activities and experiences, not things. Oh, uh-huh. 
So really trying to come up, if anybody has any great ideas for us, come up with some really great activity ideas for the girls for their birthdays, which are both fall babies. Um, we have not been over the, the, any of the museums in Portland, haven't been to the zoo in a while. So kind of thinking about, thinking about those, if you have any ideas, clue me in. We'll put that out for our listeners too. I think the zoo, OMSI is a good one. Yeah. Uh, the children's museum is supposed to be really awesome. I have yet to take my daughter there, but that's well, maybe okay. you could join us. <gasps> I would love that. We could, like, we could throw it out there. If there's anybody in the Portland area that wants to come with us, come hang out with us beyond birth, mm-hmm. hang out, bring your kids. That's right. Um, we did have a listener, couple listener questions. Cause I said, we're bringing the podcast back. What do you want to know? I also like, if anybody noticed, I dropped off of social media. Like there was a yeah. couple serious things happening in my life. So I, uh, I'm sorry if anybody has reached out to me and I have been radio silent. Yeah, we've gotten lots of really sweet messages about people missing their coffee dates with us. Oh, so I hope this tea. feels like a coffee date or tea date with you right now. <laughs> welcome, welcome, cozy up. Love it. Um, but one of the questions we got was, tell me about being tall <laughs> for both of us. Tell me about that tall girl life. So what's the best thing about being tall and what's the worst thing about being tall? Okay, first I'm going to start with some funny stories. So tall people tend to hang out with other tall people. Yes. I think the first of that is just pure genetics. If you're hanging out with any of your family members, you're bound to be tall. (laughs) And and like for me, sports and stuff. And so I love hearing people behind me who are at an event where you're sitting and then all of a sudden you stand up. So that could be church, a wedding, a sporting event, concert, anything. It is like you could almost do a countdown and I grew up Catholic. Right. And so we would like, and we all got baptized and we all got our first communion. We all got our confirmation. So we were taking up pews after pews after pews. And you would just hear the family behind us when it was time to rise. They would all just go, Oh, all of tall people and they couldn't see. They were like, Oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, that's fun. Um, that, that happened to us at a theater this weekend. We went to see the, my sisters and I went to see the Downton Abbey premiere or movie. And we all dressed up and we looked very glamorous. And, um, you did? oh yeah, we're, we were, I want to do that. Awesome. I've asked and, her to take me to the Rocky Horror Picture Show this month. Just if anybody wants to go with me. Yes. Slightly different costumes, but yeah. <laughs> um, but we were sitting in the theater and I am the shortest woman in my family, just for okay, the record. Yeah, beautiful thing. At like five, nine, ten ish. Um, and, this woman was like in the row behind us. She's like, I just don't want to be stuck behind tall people. And I was like, ignore this entire row then lady. Cause this, these six seats right here, like you got six foot plus going on. So no, it's happening. I love it. There's just something God. so funny about it. So funny. Um, so what else do I like about being tall? I, there is a, a sense of like, um, I don't know. Like, doesn't it feel good to sometimes just to kind of unfurl yourself and stand up and like, I don't know. It feels like, like, I particularly like when people are assholes and then I'm a little bit taller than them. Is that a terrible thing? No, that like stature win is definitely helpful. Yeah, there's sometimes when you're just like, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not easily bullied. I'm not really easily pushed around. <laughs> oh, I do like to do the, the, I'll take my really long elbows and I'll put my hand on my hip. And if people are standing too close behind me in line, I just really nonchalantly do that. And like, it's a big <laughs> I get a pretty good wingspan. Yeah, right? That's funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like it for sports. Mm-hmm. I hate hitting my head getting into cars that Ugh. don't have a nice enough 
like door yes. open, sit down ratio. And that's especially hard when you're pregnant. You're like, uh, uh, bonk. right. Let me just squeeze myself into this clown car. That's fine. I think that's what I hate the most is anytime I feel like my body is too big for the world that we live in. And that is like, just, you just feel claustrophobic and oh, it's the worst. Growing up, I always felt like I had to pull from the back of the rack of clothes just because. Oh, totally. And that's like you said, like just feeling like, am I too big for this world? Are you saying I'm too big? Right. Like, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's a, that's a really fun question. That was a really fun question. I'm trying to remember what the other ones are because I don't have them in front of me, but. Well, like the dream when people are, you know, I always have to cut off the length of my pants. Well, um, at least you have something to cut off. <laughs> I was like, can I have I, it? And I can stitch it onto mine. Yeah. I am really grateful that capri pants and little ankle length pants came back in a style. <laughs> you can just buy normal pants. <laughs> in my life. I'm literally just buying normal pants. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh good. This cropped look is in. Though I found out. I'm so sorry to say this, but apparently that's like, that's the new mom look. Well, sure. Everything could be a mom look. I understand that, but you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It is a new mom look. That and the yoga pants. (sighs) But like, why would you not wear yoga pants? And so there you go. I've been wearing Um, yoga pants since before I was a mom, before I even thought I would be a mom. Pants, my pants were coming up about Capri length (laughs) when I was 12, y'all. Oh my God. That's okay. How is your, um, on a random, really, truly catch up note, how is your wardrobe, I almost said uniform box going? My uniform box? Mm -hmm. Oh, so I settled in with Stitch Fix Mm -hmm. and love them. And I ended up buying their like style pass, which was 99 bucks for a year of styling. So you aren't paying $20 a box. So I can just get clothes randomly sent to me. And if I don't like any of it, I don't lose anything out on it. How much was it? It was $99 for a year. So it pays for itself with three and a half boxes. Gotcha. Um, right. That's math. I think that's right. How much are the boxes normally? 20? 20. So no more than that, but that's okay. Five boxes. That's fine. We're getting there. Yeah. (laughs) Math. Um, but yeah, I love it. And it's been really nice. And what's really nice about Stitch Fix is that since the first time I used them, because the first time I used them, I was before I'd had Edith and I I used them through Edith's pregnancy and then stopped. Um, But they've added extended sizing since then. So before they used to stop at size 12. And so as a size 12, if the pants didn't fit, there was nowhere to, nowhere to go up. Right. Um, And so that was frustrating, but now they've extended all the way like three X and size 22, I think, which means they're going to reach a much, um, a much larger audience yeah and if I dare say like the audience that needs to be served because if we were right. all a size 10, we would all find our clothes no problem at any store that we went into but yeah that's yeah. not the case for us skirting the edge skirting the edge um so yeah it's been really nice and I don't get a box delivered very often I just wanted some staple pieces to feel a little bit better in my body um yeah. and yeah I um Speaking of which, have a, the whole reason we're going down to California at the end of the month is for a family wedding. And I think I'm going to do a little bit of like a rent the runway on the wedding outfit. Ooh, let's do it. I mean, when I go down to California, sometimes I feel like it's the Clampets went to Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? Like, totally. <laughs> okay, probably should shave my legs. Most of these people, you know, go a little bit above and beyond. And oh, this is the best thing is the, the invitation was trying to be cute. And it said like, where you know something something and then it said lbd so fred's in the living room yelling at me what's an lbd 
<laughs> it's okay. Then he gets to the next one. He goes, a jumpsuit? I can wear a jumpsuit? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> the jumpsuit is for me. However, if you wanted to go to the army surplus and get a jumpsuit. Oh my God. Wedding totally. in a jumpsuit. Uh, yes. Please do it. Please do that. <laughs> and just show her the invitation. Be like, I'm confused. It's a jumpsuit. <laughs> Can I tell you that I found a jumpsuit that fit, by the way? <gasps> Send me the link. That's okay. what I'm wearing. Um, but Old Navy tall. Okay. That's like just seriously like old. So they're only online, which is really frustrating. But like okay. I found one and I was like, I feel like hot shit in this, which is, I have never said when I try on a jumpsuit. I love that. No. I love that. Okay. I'm going to uh, old Navy talls. Great. Great. Um, I have a question for you. Oh yeah. So there are 90 days left in 2019. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What do you want to get out of these next 90 days you're gonna make me want to cry because i feel Ugh, like, this is like what i've been it. doing every morning like yes i want to feel like my boat has resettled i think for a lot of reasons i feel like i've been carrying my family um and really worried about everybody else's well-being and obviously as a parent like that's separate but um but it also, but it also isn't because if we, if I'm constantly taking care of my children and not obviously as little babies, they have needs, but they need to kind of figure out their own way of balancing their own ship and their own journey and stuff. And so I would just like to continue to balance my ship and, um, connect with myself and find my way again. But I don't know what that looks like exactly. Right. Like I had to kind of give up on on losing weight, which is really hard when you're going down to a wedding in California with all your really skinny relatives. <laughs> Honey. Um, but I realized that it was causing me more stress. And so I'm yeah. trying to like drop things that cause me stress. Um, and I'm really looking forward to Disneyland. Yeah. And I'm really, I get really, um, I have a really hard time with the, the passage of time it kind of freaks me out. It's a little bit of a a trigger for me. Um, so when I think about what do I want to get out of it, I really just want to get out of soaking up each day. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. What about you? Um, well, I love what you said. Cause I just imagined you, have you seen the Incredibles? Yes. Okay. So do you remember, um, when Elastigirl is like literally the boat for her family? And that's what I was imagining you doing, like holding your family and how exhausting that must be. Yeah. Because you need a break. Somebody else needs to carry you. Yeah. Colin, Mr. Incredible. Colin. <laughs> it's not Mr. Incredible. It's probably some other. I t- keep telling my husband, I'm like, I just need a sister wife. Right. Or the costume <laughs> so, designer person. I don't remember what her name Edna. is. Edna. Edna. She's my favorite. Ed, yeah. I do need an Edna. I mean, Edna. Everyone needs an Edna. <laughs> yes. I was literally playing volleyball the other day and Fred was there. And we were doing a car swap. So he was playing with some other friends of mine. Um, one of them happens to be a, a girl friend, another mom. So I did a quick car swap. Fred goes, where'd you put the keys? And I was like, I put the keys that I, of the car I drove in on where your keys were. And like, he was like, oh. And the friend of ours was like, I mean, of course she would. Like, that makes sense. Woman to woman, of course <laughs> she would. I didn't even need to ask you, Jenny. I knew that's what you would do. But of course, like. No, Fred. What was the most logical thing for me to do? <laughs> we had a good laugh about like I just need That's a sister fun. wife. We just need sister wives sometimes. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, or an Edna, or an Edna. 
she could be a sister wife. It's fine. We are not just at the Incredibles, although that sounds great. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good one. Shoot. Mm-hmm. That was my way of getting an answer out of you. Dang it. Dang it. That's a, that's a bit of a tight, tight squeeze on the old outfit. Oh, it's a lot of red spandex. It's <laughs> a lot of pleather. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, yeah, so. Oh, for, yeah. So, for my last 90 days, um, I would like to show up as confidently and as authentically as I can. And again, I don't know what that necessarily looks like, but I think in the last couple months, I've been starting to like lay some voices of doubt to rest and like getting rid of some of those fears that come along with entrepreneurship that come along with parenthood. Um, That's huge. And I mean, they're still very much there, but it's like a, it's a loud stage whisper rather than a dull roar. (laughs) Um, Theater theater reference. Theater (laughs) reference. It's fine. Um, It's like the grandma whispering at at work. Hey, honey. (laughs) At work, at church. At church. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, So just being confident in the fact that if I think something is a good idea, that's reason enough to go ahead and do it and show up fully in it and not worry about what the random person on the internet thinks or that random relative or that random friend from high school or whatever, because those are their stories and not mine. Mm -hmm. And, um, like a lot of this is just with like with business stuff, but also just with how, you know, I show up in my, in my body and in my lost story and in my life and yeah so I think I that's, that's what I, I think it's like the same on. it's like authentically us yeah yeah I wish I remembered what our words were from our New Year's episode I was mine. <gasps> do you maybe I'll remember mine if you tell me yours yeah but mine mine was release oh well I mean that still is very relevant right yeah but I almost feel like it's like maybe now the second half or the last quarter is very much like um foundation. Ooh, I like that a lot. Foundation. Yeah. That's really good. I don't remember what my word is, but I think mine is um like going forward it's just really going to be confidence and knowing that we can like make this work and do it. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur and paying bills is really fucking hard. <laughs> Even when months are going really well, you'll have a month that's really shitty and you're like, "Oh, what am I doing with my life? I'm ruining everything." Everything. Like, that's not true. I know. Um, hard hard I'm so glad we're back and doing this I know me too I feel like I just had the most wonderful therapy session with everybody yes (laughs) guys coffee talk with Jenny and Liz coffee talk I love it we're gonna rename the podcast coffee talk coffee talk little little tea time tea time time. what's the uh what's your favorite recipe you recently made oh that I have made Mm -hmm. hmm that is a great question. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was the chocolate chip cookies that I just posted about because they're so fucking good. Good to know. <laughs> they're nut free and paleo, which is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. They're so good. They're awesome. like stupid good. So that's pretty damn awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. I made a really bland pot roast the other night. Oh, salt is your friend. I mean, let's just agree to double any seasoning recommendation. Yeah. 
ever. Unless you're cooking from Nom Nom Paleo, and then she gets it right every time. Yeah, well, see, maybe I got it from her, though. Maybe I was like, oh, this is what, like, this is a, now we're talking about the volume of season. Can we be generous with the fish sauce here? Come on. Right? All over it. Good to know. Okay. Okay. Well. Well. Friend. I mean, I hope it's so good. As much as we did. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, this just feels like a coffee, or like a phone conversation. All the time. (laughs) Yes. All the time. All the time. All the time. Okay. Uh, And, uh, but we'll be here next week, actually. We'll be here next week. And then in a couple weeks, we'll be reviewing, finally, Crib Sheet. Crib Sheet. By Emily Oster. So if you want to read along with us, sip your tea or coffee, and talk all about parenting. Don't spill your tea and coffee on it, though, like I did last time with our last book. So just a little warning. But if you did, you're in good company. I'm right here with you. Yeah, especially don't spill it if you have a Kindle, because that would be a real shit show. (laughs) Hot mess. Hot mess, literally. Okay, on that note. On that note, bye-bye. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning into the Beyond Birth podcast. If you love what you're hearing, we'd be so thrilled if you'd subscribe, rate, and leave a review for our podcast wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time.